You're listening to the My Three Picks podcast. I'm your host, Mark Aegis. On each episode of the show, we'll be talking with some really interesting people who'll be sharing three of their favorite pictures with us. Maybe it'll be pictures they've been in, pictures they've taken, or pictures they just really like. But the common thing between all the pics will be that there's something important or meaningful to those pictures that has had an impact on their lives somehow. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's get on to the podcast. Welcome to episode five of the My Three Picks podcast. It's great to have you back. Uh, if you're a first time listener, it's great to have you here now. Happy week wherever you may have been or what you've been doing and what a week it's been. Clearly some crazy times. To give ourselves a well needed break from that though, uh, today we're gonna move far away from uh, my neighbor south of the border and go to London, England for today's show. And I'm super happy that Alex Hutchinson is my guest today and I'm happy to have him on the show because I have to, admittedly, I've long been creeping on Alex's Instagram account and I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And so I reached out to him and he happily and gladly said he would do it. So I'm very thankful for that. For me, Alex's images are, of course, gorgeous, but there's a definitely a mood of like capturing a moment with many of his subjects. And I find like there's a real intimacy in his shots. He does a incredible work, I think, with like light and shadow and location. And he shoots outdoors a lot. So we can chat about that. Um, his work has appeared in a range of magazines such as British Vogue, Rollercoaster, Nylon, Image, and Tatler, just to name a few. And his clientele list, which is huge. I'm only going to pick a few here, though. Chanel, CK2, L'Oreal, Volvo, Toyota, and Emirates, and many more. And all of that was shamelessly stolen from the bio on his website. So if you want a repeat of that, you can check it out there. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm blushing a little bit. Actually. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that. You know, <laughs> I got to welcome my guests, you know, I do it in the right way. Well, um, I'm not going to put you on the spot right off the bat, but, you know, we were just chatting about this offline. But in terms of the images we've seen coming out of the Capitol in the U.S. the last few weeks, crazy. What struck you most about those? Um, actually, the photographs were amazing. Some of the composition yeah. and some of the frames that were coming out of it were unreal there was one photographer I actually forgot his name straight away but I saw it on on Getty and it was this composition of the guy with the sh the riot shield yeah. and all this fur gear that's right uh, and the horns sitting on the chair you, no the, there was a different lad another and guy there oh. was another guy walking in the background with the confederate flag just walking away mm -hmm. and the guy just who was sitting on the ground just looked dejected that he had just <laughs> taken over but he was like now now what Right. It's, it's such an odd scene, yeah. but the compositions and everything were brilliant from it. it yeah. But, but to be honest, it, it is obviously terrifying, but at the same time, I was like, kind of wished I was there to take some photos. Yeah. yeah. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at first you, you had a strong, like, I mean, you kind of initially really got interested in photography because of its its documentary kind of capacity, right? Yeah. So initially, I actually wanted to be a photojournalist and um, I actually wanted to be a war correspondent. But uh, I, well, my wife won't let me now anyway. But at the right. time, um, I, I don't know. I didn't really know how to get into it. And then I wanted to get into photojournalism and I wasn't really sure how to get into that. So I, I started then with street photographers mm -hmm. and I met a guy 
uh, called Shame, Seamus Travers, and he was an amazing street photographer and still is. Got stuff in like uh, for Discovery Channel and National Geographic and all these kind of things. Right. And, and I realized how kind of terrifying and difficult that world was. Yeah. And then I just got these opportunities in fashion, oddly enough. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even sure exactly how it started. <laughs> Don't let don't don't let the secret out. Don't let the secret yeah, out. I, I wish I remembered. If, if, you're, an, if you're an imposter, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a virtual reality person. I'm yeah. not too But um I, I think I just started with street photography, taking yeah. portraits, and then uh, I, I'm not sure. Maybe I, I met a, a, a model and started mm-hmm. taking photos of her, and then she put yeah. me in contact with more models and I started and I think this it kind of just snowballed from there. Right. I think. Yeah, I bet you it's totally different. The reality right. of it. Yeah. That's the way my, my brain has has forged this reality. Yeah. <laughs> might not actually be true. You were at some party. You were, you know, out of your mind, and yeah. you know, um, you know, somebody came yeah. up to it. Yeah, and um, the camera and everything just went from there. Yeah, Carl Lagerfeld. No, Carl Lagerfeld came to you. Oh, Jesus. you know, and oh. next thing you know, yeah, yeah, it all just happened from <laughs> there. Happened. But like, I, I'm. Seeing the photos that were coming out does make me want to kind of get back into the street photography world a little bit. But then, like, the other side of me is like, what's the point in getting out in the streets? There's nobody out there. Right. Yeah. (laughs) To that point, though, I mean, I have seen some, I have seen some amazing shots. And, you know, we were just talking about the Barbican, right? And how Mm. on on a normal day, you know, that's kind of such a cool space to to take some shots oh, of and yeah. just get the mood. Cause it is so the, the architecture is just so imposing. Yeah. Right. But it's, then when there's, when there's nobody around, uh, it's even, it's super different. I, I mean, there's, there's a guy I follow. I'm sure you know him. I think it's Sean Tucker. I think is his name. Um, I think he's does YouTube stuff. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Street and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, he, super interesting stuff. I'm sure it's a world that to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about, but um I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for for that for people who do a good job in that space. Yeah, it's a hard world. Like a good friend of mine, Shane Taylor, um, his Instagram is Heroes for Sale. Mm. Um, he's a, a absolutely amazing street photographer. He's an Irish lad. He moved here to London years and years ago. But we keep chatting, and we're like, let's get out like together and just go and just shoot some stuff on the street and just hang out. And then it's, the two of us are then discussing how little kind of drive we have at the moment just yeah. with the pandemic to get out on the street and just shoot because there just isn't really anything out there at the moment unless like we get in the frame of mind let's go shoot the empty streets right and then it becomes this whole other kind of different story but his work is is very much about people and yeah. with very little people out there it's it is hard for him to get motivated to get out there and shoot you know yeah yeah I mean, one of the thing, one of the things that attracts me kind of most about like portrait and fashion photography, and I, and your work, I think, is a perfect example of that, is that it is that kind of like capture of like a really intimate moment, you know. And so, and it does. It's not always a happy moment, right? Like mm. sometimes it's, it, it could be, um, you know, someone looking off in the distance very longingly, and everybody's got their style. But is that something that kind of attracts you about the fashion work that you do? A hundred percent. It's actually one of the things I say to all the models when I, when we're about to go on set, if it's not for a client, if it is for a client, the conversations can be slightly different. But um, I always say, like, try not to pose, try not to force yourself to over animate. 
just right. try and let the scenario that the two of us just interacting with each other come out. Yeah. That's that's generally how the poses that I do come about. I mean, um if you want, I can I can talk about this cover image that I that I sent over yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we why don't we jump right into into uh image one? And just as a reminder to those uh folks that are listening, if you want to follow along and check out the images we're talking about, um Go to my website, markagesphotography.com under the My Three Picks podcast link and Alex's photos will be in the top link. And you can see the three picks that we're going to discuss today. So yeah, let's talk about image one, which is the cover. Yeah, so I mean, this this was essentially the reason I sent it was it was a career changing kind of moment for me. I'd, I'd done fashion for maybe, I'd done fashion professionally for about a year. Okay. Before I did this shoot. So it was brand new. I was still yeah. very, very new to, to the whole scene. And essentially what had happened is a friend of mine who was a hairstylist, he had won an award with Image Magazine that he could do a beauty shoot that would go into the magazine. And, okay. you know, they'd pay for the, fo- for the photo shoot. Yeah. Um, so he came to me, he's like, look, will you do the shoot? And I said, absolutely. And then Courtney Smith was the stylist on it. And we all collaborated and said, why are we doing a beauty shoot? Like every, anybody can kind of do a really simple beauty shoot. Let's, let's do something entirely different around the concept of beauty. Yeah. So obviously we still focused on the hair. Like I was, the cover means cut off a little bit, but yeah. the inlay was more about the hair kind of shots. But we styled it up. And we essentially turned it into an editorial. And then when the editor of the magazine arrived on the set, we were already about two or three outfits in. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I thought you were doing a beauty shoot. And we were like, no, this is what we think a beauty shoot should kind of be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) More of a fashion shoot. Yeah. And lo and behold, they were like, oh, shit, this is absolutely amazing. And they turned it into the cover of the shoot. Wow. Uh, to cover of the magazine, which was a huge turning point because uh, for me, that was my first kind of really big fashion cover. Yeah. And um, I just had this absolute love for the way that we shot this as well. So we arrived in this penthouse, at, like beautiful penthouse in this hotel. Mm. And the problem was the light was kind of crap. Okay. in the living room and the bedrooms and stuff like that and I, d- I just wasn't happy with it yeah so we shot the entire thing in the bathroom okay which was this tiled uh, room yeah and we did i think it was eight outfits wow. in different parts of the bathroom and the whole thing looks totally different and my assistant and i still talk about it today because we, we still hang out yeah and um we still joke about how we were able to stretch out a four by six foot room and yeah. turn it into eight outfits totally and a cover yeah it was it was completely insane but um again with the model like what i explained to her before the shoot was let's just have fun i'm just right. going to let you do your thing and we're just yeah, going to yeah. sit up on the on the counter and you play with the mirrors and you know you jump in the shower and all these kind of things and we'll just right. make some cool photos yeah yeah and how yeah. like was so about this one specifically like was was this a natural light shot or did you have some some uh, uh we mixed it thing? um no no strobes we were using leds and okay. a natural light so basically we just balanced the led to the the natural light that was coming through the window so it was okay. no tonal balance right 
or there was um yeah no tonal like contrasts so uh the whole thing just blended perfectly together the yeah. light the window was actually quite small right so the led was quite powerful like we were bouncing it i think we were bouncing it in off the ceiling if i right. remember correctly i can't i'm not entirely sure how we did it but yeah i know if you look to the the left hand side of the f- of the frame you see that there's actually highlight on her cheekbone and yeah. uh, so that's probably the, if i remember it's bouncing off the glass shower okay that's to her right yeah and then coming back onto her collar or her cheekbone well it so all worked out it all worked out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully. But this, yeah. That's the joke with myself and my assistant always have. It's like, no matter how stressed and how worried we get before every shoot, it's like, it always seems to work out I, if we yeah, just, you know, know, go with our gut instinct and just, like, we know what we're, we're doing and we right. know how light works. So let's yeah. just go and do it. Yeah. As best and, we can. <laughs> yeah. Do you use, do you use LEDs a lot? Um, no, I mean, at the moment... I'm mainly using strobe again, mm-hmm. but I'm getting bored of that. So okay. now I want to go back to uh, continuous light. Yeah. Because um, the strobes, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not getting the, 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 I'm just not getting the emotion back from the imagery that I'm producing when I'm using the strobe. For some okay. I think I'm just forcing, or else I just feel like I'm too much in a studio environment when I have strobes and stuff like that going. Right. When I have stu- or, um, continuous lights, yeah, I don't know. I just start messing around with them and just playing, and I don't mind if it's blurry or out of focus. I think right. I almost prefer that. And I think, I think maybe the, maybe the strobes too just add that kind of um, seriousness or something to the to the set. Even you know, there's like a, yeah. a, a carryover of just kind of oh shit, here's a strobe. Okay, this is serious. You know, yeah, <laughs> and it changes yeah. the tone maybe a bit. This is a studio photo shoot. Thing. Yeah. It does, it does change it for me anyway. I know, yeah. um, although the, the most recent shoot we did, um, we, we it was quite a dark Airbnb that we were shooting in. So, okay. um, whereas the mood board was super bright and airy and all this kind of thing. So I actually mm-hmm. got two strobes. Uh, sorry, it was two Pro Photo B1s, I think. Or was it B10? I, I, don't, I don't even know. It was mm-hmm. B something. <laughs> and put them, we put them outside the um, the Airbnb and just blasted them through the window. Okay. So just like we were in this LA sunshine. Right. <laughs> the whole day. Amazing. And it was great. It actually worked really, really well. And the client was absolutely, was over the moon. Because when we arrived in the location, it was like, okay, this yeah. is going to be a tough one. But we made it work. And that's part, that's part that's part of the I mean that is, I guess that's part of the the um the beauty of art and and photography mm. right is that like you sometimes go into situations where you're like oh my god this like what what's going to happen here right yeah. and then and then out of it comes some like work and creativity and some great stuff happens yeah i mean it, it's thinking on the spot and yeah. and i can't like having a good assistant um, like my mate Andrew is, is unbelievable to have because like the two of us will just sit down for five minutes and go, right, right. what are we going to do? Yeah. And he'll say, why don't we try this, 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 and this. Yeah. And so we'll try one or two. It's not working. And then we'll be like, okay, well, let's redo it yep. in a slightly different way. And let's try this, this, and this. And we always end up getting it. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just a matter of having somebody there. I know for me anyways, I like having a second person, like I don't always have a second person there, but 
over the years, having that other person there allows me to think on the spot and go, mm. okay, if this isn't working, let's try this, 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 without panicking as yeah. well. Because I know yeah. a lot of people can panic when things aren't working for them. Totally, yeah, yeah. And start to freak out. Because um, I've heard of a few shoots in the past where friends of mine were doing and they were like, oh, the light wasn't working. And I just started to freak out and I'm not really sure the client's happy and I'm not yeah. happy. And like, you know, that, that that's one of the main things is like, even if you're having the biggest panic attack of your life, Try not to let everyone else know. <laughs> That's make called it you make it. Being, <laughs> yeah. being a professional, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good. Like, we we have such a good understanding of light at this stage and how to manipulate it. That yeah, uh, yeah. It's just using what you know and yeah, and just making it happen. Sticking it to it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. you know, I think all your your uh, images show that. You know, you do have like a really nice sense of of uh, like tonality of the light and just the way it it it. it you know, it definitely evokes that, um, I don't know if the word is like, what is the word? The word there's, there's, de there's definitely something kind of consistent between your shots, you know, that there's this like really nice understanding of how the light is working. So thank you. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I've heard that before yet, but I'm yet to believe it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> once again. And then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I do know how light works, but there yeah. are days where I'm like, ah, the light is kind of shit. Yeah. So, but I'm still working and then like, oh, I hate this whole shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you have to just go through with it. So when you, when you initially um, kind of got things going and, and you were, you were studying computer programming, right? Yeah. So I, I had actually finished computer programming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So initially I, I started college, I was doing computer programming and graphic design mm -hmm. and then it was in an art college. And I was walking the kind of hallways and I used to see photography up on the walls. And I was like, how is this a photograph? It looks like a painting. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was stuff like, um, I think it was just long exposure kind of things that I had never seen before. And I was yeah. like, this is, this is I'm, I'm sure, you know, anybody with Instagram now has seen a long exposure yeah. a thousand times a day. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you had to kind of walk along the, the college art rooms to see this kind of stuff. And I was like, this is absolutely fascinating. Mm. Um, so that, that kind of piqued my interest into photography and then went and worked in IT uh, for a couple of years and okay. then I think I just bought a camera one day and then I was like you know what I'm I'm going to take up photography properly and then I pissed off traveling to Thailand and um, I think I went into railing as well with the yeah. camera and I just kind of fell in love with it mm -hmm. and then I was like you know what this is what I want to do yeah well good on you yeah <laughs> I mean if you were I mean how important do you think this is kind of the classic question, like how important was going to school versus just doing it by yourself? But like, was that, was going to school to study photography, like, was that vital for you? So I, yeah, I had to go back because like, essentially after I finished traveling, I came back to Ireland mm. and I was like, right, I want to be a photographer, but I, yeah. I, I'm still so shit at it like I don't know what I'm doing and yeah. there wasn't like these YouTube tutorials that there are now where you can you can learn everything you need in a, about a photograph in two weeks right so I had to go to college and I did I think I did a two-year course or a one-year course actually I'm not entirely sure how long mm. the course was <laughs> but um it was brilliant it was absolutely amazing it actually made me appreciate photography on a level that I, I wouldn't have learned 
if I was only doing, let's say, the YouTube kind of tutorials and things yeah. like that, if yeah. they were around. Because it was about art history. It was about what a photograph means. And like, yeah. why do you pick a frame that you pick? Not, mm. you know, you'll get this bokeh if you shoot like this. It's like, who gives a shit about that? Like, this is more about create, creating something. It's not about how good the digital camera you have is or yeah. how good this lens is. It's like, you're only as good as the camera you have in your hand anyway. Right, right. Like, use what you have and create something that actually has a bit of meaning. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus, that felt like a rant. Well, well <laughs> that's that's okay. We like ranting. We were all about we're all about the rant on the mind the Yeah. The true Irish rant right there. There you go. It's okay. <laughs> you know. But no, it's um it, it really grew an, an appreciation for mm. trying to create something that wasn't that, that maybe would last longer than me. Right, right. Because that's more important. If you were if you were to start again, would you do anything differently? Um, yeah, I probably would have moved to London a lot earlier. Okay. A lot earlier. Um, because like the opportunities in London are obviously monstrous. Yeah. And the learning curve, like as soon as I, I moved here, the learning curve was, was so much quicker. Right. Um, it, it just, there's a slightly bigger industry. Yeah. That's all. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I, I mean, when people do ask me that, it's like, would you change? And I'm like, well, maybe if I change that one thing, my entire portfolio might be different. Yeah. So part of me is like, maybe I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Cause I, well, I all- kind of like some of the work that I'm making yeah. and not so much this year, not, not crazy about what I've created this year, but the, I mean, I, 20, the pandemic has played a lot in the, into that, but the previous years I was really kind of pleased with the direction that the work was kind of heading. Yeah. So trying to get back into that headspace at the moment. How do you how do you think your work? Not, no, I don't want to. I don't get too deep here, people. But how do you think? Do you think your work has changed from early days? And how, oh yeah. And how do you? And how do? You, and like, how do you see that as change, having changed? So, like, I mean, I now when I go on set, I know what I'm doing. So there's no longer the <laughs> internal panic. Right. I'm going to go, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Will I do this? Will I bring that? Will I, will I overpack the bag? Will I bring 45 lights? Yeah. You know? what, is, now what is the client going to do? Yeah. So, so now what I do is I, I check the weather. Yeah. Um, I have this uh, app called Sun Surveyor as well. So I'll obviously go to a location beforehand, like a long time, like a few days or even a month or something beforehand. Yeah. And check where the sun's going to be at a certain part of the days. Okay. If possible. Like obviously... Right. For a few of the shoots, which we'll we'll talk about later, it wasn't it wasn't possible to do that kind of thing. But um, yeah. essentially, with Sun Surveyor, you can see at certain parts of the day where the light's going to be, and then I can just frame up and go, okay, well maybe I'll try this over here and I'll do this here, and yeah. then have the conversation before the shoot with the model about like what direction we want to take things and yeah. how we want to do it. And again, it's always the same type of conversation. I'm like, look, yeah. just. Don't try not to pose if you right. can. Like the only poses you want, if, if it doesn't feel real, don't do it. Yeah. That's normally the advice I give it. Yeah. Because like, you know, you, you can have a lot of kind of shoots where models have their arms like up in the air, or they're jumping through the sky and all this kind of stuff, which it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm sure it looks <laughs> great to, to a lot of people, but like, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't make that much sense to me unless they had to jump off a wall. Or, yeah. you know, yeah, I know. but um, like if you wanted to talk about that Staten Island shot, 
you know. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I couldn't do a recce in person before that shoot, but I had done like months of research on the types of boats. Okay. And I knew the time of year I was going to be in New York. Yeah. So I booked the permit for the three hours that I needed, you know, between I think it was 5 and 8 p.m. On the ferry. Um, on the ferry, yeah. So we were on the Staten Island ferry going to and from. And because I had the permit, you know, I thought I could stay on the boat and shoot. But when we got to Staten Island, I didn't know that they had to clear off the entire boat, us included. And we had to go and requeue on Staten oh. Island, go back to Manhattan. Oh. So our three-hour permit was essentially an hour and a half photo shoot. Wow. And we had, I think, nine outfits to get through. Okay. So that was that was a uh, that was a run and gun kind of feeling moment, but because I had researched everything, I knew what the light was going to be like. So the whole thing was just about positioning her inside yeah. that light and yeah. making it happen. That was it. So let me and add, she let me did add. start the shoot with a, a few poses that okay. didn't make any sense, and I was like, no, stop all that, pull it all back. I just want you to lounge and just look normal. And she's like, oh my god, this feels weird for me. Yeah. And but afterwards, she was like, this is one of the best shoots I've ever done. Oh, that's like, great. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. But that was a client job. Yeah. Uh, it was a magazine. Yeah. Magazine. Okay. Magazine so, job, yeah. um, now, I mean, just because I find this stuff interesting and others may too, but like, are there, are there, is the client, is the client with you on the boat there as you're shooting? No. So for, for magazine shoots generally, um, like it, it depends, like sometimes the magazine editor or the fashion editor will be on set. Okay. But for this one, we had told the magazine, look, I'm going, we're going to be in New York for a, a couple of other shoots. Mm -hmm. Do you want an editorial while we're there? Mm -hmm. And I had already had this Staten Island concept idea for ages. So I just yeah. sent them a mood board yeah. and they were like, look, we love it. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be difficult for us to commission it right. without kind of you know being there. Yeah. So they're like, go do it as a test for us and give us first refusal on it. Okay. And if it's good, then we'll we'll pay for it. And if it's not, we'll just refuse it, which is basically a magazine's way of saying, like, we uh, don't trust you. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> you go and pay for it yourself. And if we like it, then we'll reimburse you. Mm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so that, that's kind of what happened. They said, um, yeah, so I just went and did it. So that, there was a little bit less pressure there. Okay well because yeah. I was in my head I was like I don't give a shit if right. the magazine likes this or not I'm going to shoot it the way I feel this is going to look amazing yeah exactly and, um, there's a big difference between that isn't there when you're doing <clears throat> and I've talked to some other uh, photographers and, about this too is there's a shift definitely when it goes from kind of personal stuff or when you or when you got into photography for example mm. in the beginning to then going on your first client shoot Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh, isn't it? It's such, yeah, it's you know? very, very different. There's so much more pressure. You feel, yeah. you do feel pressure. Yeah. Create, and then they're like, oh, we just want you to be you. And they're like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what yeah. do I do? Yeah. And then, you know, because uh, I had a shoot recently and I, I was shooting and I sent the sent some of the shots off to the client and they were like, yeah, we kind of like it. Uh -huh. We just thought, you know, maybe you could you know, put more of your own stamp on it. And then I was like, I don't, I can't figure out who I am. 
okay. in that moment, you know, I was like, who am I? Or yeah. like, was I shooting with the mind frame of the client? And that's why they don't really like it. Right. Because I was trying to go, okay, well, a client will like this. Mm. Instead of going like, well, I like this and this. So let's just do it this way. Right. But right. Um, yeah, yeah. The mindset is, is so different. And I mean, yeah. I guess that's something that you just, you get better with over time. Um, of course you know yeah. like i think that the challenge for for a lot of people starting out and i would put myself in this boat too is you know sometimes sometimes it's not paid right and sometimes yeah, yeah. you know you're you're kind of you're doing it because you enjoy it and you're like oh shit i need to to make this real i need to hire a stylist and i need to do this and i need to do oh, that Jesus. and it becomes yeah. it becomes overwhelming yeah well there's a there's a motto that we myself and my friends we live by and it's um does it pay and is it interesting? Mm. So if it takes one of those, then, you know, maybe you'll think about taking the job. If it takes them both, then yeah, you can do it. Okay. I'm going to put you like, know? just does it pay and is it interesting? People remember That's that. It. Write it yeah. down. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'll if you think you. about it, yeah. it's like, is it interesting? You're like, yeah. Oh, well then why wouldn't I do it? Right. You know? Yeah. And if it doesn't pay, it doesn't matter because it's an interesting it's project. Interesting. At least you get I mean, yeah. two and two out of two, bingo. Two out of two is obviously you're definitely taking that job. <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. But if it doesn't take those, if it's not interesting and it's not paying, then there, there's no point in you wasting your time doing it. Yeah. Because you probably won't get anything from it personally. Yeah, true. You know? But like I say that and then I, I know I have done very not interesting shoots for little or no money in the yeah. past. Hey, it's not, you know, you can rant on this. We, we forgive you. There's forgiveness on this podcast. There's Good. forgiveness. Okay. Good. I you, won't forgive myself. Yeah. <laughs> you once said, and I'm not like, I, I don't, I, I'm not like, uh, this isn't like 60 minutes or anything, but like, okay. No, I like it. <laughs> you once <laughs> said, you said once, fashion photography is inherently about the clothes and my work is inherently about the person. <gasps> nice. That's I a good that, one. Yeah. Nice. That was, that was deep. Yeah, that that does feel quite deep. <laughs> feel emotional remembering that line. Yeah, but, exactly. But yeah, I, I think it's it still is. the case for you, eh? For me, it is. Yeah, and I do feel that. It, I mean, that's why I'm not massively pleased with what I've made this year. I think okay. I've made it more about the clothes this year, okay, instead of about the person. And that, that was that's down to a number of different factors. I mean, most of it was due to the pandemic, and you basically our shoots and our crews were limited to next to nothing. Yeah, you know everyone's morale was kind of down yeah. you know it, yeah. things weren't kind of firing the way you, it was the previous year but that's why this year i'm going to be doing a lot more test shoots and make it more about the person because yeah. I, I do i do feel that you know maybe it is just about um it is more about the person and not the clothes whereas fast fashion has made it more about the clothes and not the person yeah so like if you were to think about those fast fashion brands that are out there at the moment, I mean, all the imagery that goes along with those, they're absolutely forgettable. Right. I mean, like, do you remember the last Boohoo campaign by any chance? No, I don't. Boohoo, I don't no. know if we get that a lot over here okay. necessarily. So, but. Like, it would be a... Um, but like Topshop kind of stuff? Well, yeah, they're gone now. But I mean, Topshop were a bit better. But yeah, I mean... The fact is, like you just don't, you don't remember the the campaigns because they're forgettable yeah. imagery. There's there's no thought process behind it. It's just True. we have thousands of pieces of clothing to get through, and we have to market it constantly yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. So they just need this library of images that they can just spit out constantly without yeah. thought is, for like everything that goes with it. Anything 
unforgettable for you right now? Anything unforgettable yeah. uh, in terms of campaigns? Yeah. Uh, I really like the new Zara one that came out recently enough. I, I actually haven't researched it enough. I just got a glance of it this mm. morning. And yeah. I was like, that is very nice. Yeah. And then there was this, uh, there's a Dua Lipa cover, I think, mm. for British Vogue that just came out. Okay. Again, lovely now, but I wonder, will it last? Right. <laughs> but it is right. gorgeous. It's, yeah. But I think she's, she photographs extremely well. I'd actually, I'd love to photograph her at some stage. She's not bad. <laughs> oh, she's very cool. But, but she's just very cool. Her attitude is brilliant as well. I know a few people who have worked with her before and, and yeah. they said she's, she is great fun. Yeah. That, okay, well, that's the thing. You can vibe off people on set when they're, when they're fun and energetic. Dua, I know you're probably listening. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> contact Alex. Contact yeah. Alex. Yeah. Thanks, Dua. Okay. Yeah. A DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right yeah tell, tell yeah. mark tell mark sent you okay yeah. <laughs> um what do you what do you love most about what well, let me back up do mm. do you consider and i asked this to um my last guest on the show who was a photographer mm. do you do you consider yourself an artist no okay. no don't okay um um I don't think I've reached artist stature yet. I don't think I've put in the hours of, um, I don't know. I don't know. I look at art differently. Maybe it's just because I look at art as, as art and, and I struggle to see what I do as art. There are people who have told me it is before, but I, I, I still refuse to believe them. Huh. Um, there is certain stuff, like actually I do get, get um, sorry, excuse me, abused over it a little bit. Yeah, there's a friend of mine who I work with quite a lot and she's like I just do this and this and this and I'm like no 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 that doesn't make sense why don't mm -hmm. we try this and this and she's like Jesus the art side of you is coming out again I'm right. like no it's not that yeah. it's just trying to put meaning on something yeah but I mean that's a, that's a hard question though as well I mean I, I don't I wouldn't consider myself an artist but okay okay um, I think there are times where I bridge the gap between commercial and art. Right. And that's not a bad place to be, right? I mean, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. It's not you know? bad. I and prefer I think, to be bridging the gap than one or, or pigeonholed into one or the other. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even, even using the Staten Island shot again, just for a second, mm. you know, for me, and again, this is just my personal view, but I mean, I think art again, is clearly like, very very subjective i think for people right mm -hmm. so i for me it's kind of like well if it connects with you in the moment and you there's something about it that draws you to it mm -hmm. um, i think that i think that's a for me that's kind of a like a nice definition of art right like i can yeah. i can stare at a painting and just be in the moment i can listen to a song and just it takes me somewhere it's like it takes you know it, it, i'm in the moment and if i look yeah. at this if i look at the staten island po photo there's so much of that that just kind of like takes me there, right? And just there's nice. kind of, you know, it could, it's a moment and I, and I get drawn into it. So that would, yeah. for me, feel like art to, to, to a certain degree. I think it's, it's an interesting question, I think, to ask photographers, right? Because I think, I don't know if this is controversial, but, you know, hey, again, mm -hmm. it's my podcast. I'll do what the hell I want. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, but like, you know, music is art, painting can be, is art, you know, dancing, art, 
photography, yeah. it, it feels different in a way, but it isn't in, you know, cause it, again, it's capturing that moment. Yeah. I mean, if you were to put it in context of music, I mean, obviously people consider music art, but then if you were listening to different genres of music, you know, one is art and the other is trash. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. not, you can't say all music is art, but that, even though it is. Yeah. I, do it. Do it. Your music is not trash. We love your music. Oh man, I actually love the new album. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still contact <laughs> Alex. Still contact him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they did like it. It was really good pop music. But I am, I am obsessed with music as well. But yeah. that's where I get a lot of my inspiration actually as well is from music. But um, yeah, when it comes to art, it, it is a tricky thing. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself an artist, but I do, I do try and create things that feel. <sighs> that have an emotional connection, mm. not just for me though. Right. Like you said, I want other people to look at the work and feel like they could be part of that moment. Okay. So, so here's my, my, my question was going to be, <clears throat> what do you love most about your art? But I'm going to change that to what do you love most about your craft? Nice. What do you, what do you love most about what you do? Um, <sighs> These are such hard questions. I mean, I should That's have. so hard, yeah. You know? I mean, there's everything about it, really. I okay. mean, you can't. I can't just say I love my craft because it's photography. I just, there's so much to it that I love. I love mm. the process. Yeah, I love looking for frames. I love looking at light. I love understanding how shadows work with people's faces, and I love how it works on different tones and textures. And yeah, I I, I don't know. I think what do I love most about photography? <laughs> is that it? I suppose it's probably that it's photography. Yeah, that's why I love it because yeah. it, it, there's nothing else like it. It's true. That is that is true. Good answer. That is a great <laughs> answer. There's nothing else like it. I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were to think about it, there's nothing else that can freeze a moment in time. I know it is amazing. It like is amazing. even video, it doesn't freeze the moment. No, it's true. You know? It's true. Uh, and we also we can. I mean, it's probably not a good thing, but we can manipulate our reality to create something else. Yeah. So if you were to think about the old photojournalists when they were taking photos of like the Dust Bowl back in the 20s, was yeah. it? Yeah. You know, they they went out and did projects on that and they photographed it with an agenda. You know, so as a photographer, you can force your viewpoint through photography. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's that, was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> no, it is. It's the photography part. It's like, it's nothing else is like it. Yeah. Like I've never actually, I've done loads of other jobs and I've tried video and I've tried a few other things, but I'm always brought back to taking stills. Yeah. Something feels great about it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in the artist category. I'm oh, gonna, thank you. So you can take that with you. And, um, thank you. Let's go to let's go to number three, okay. Which is the pool shot, the pool one. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Well, now uh, you know lots going on here. Different uh, perspective, obviously. Then there's a lot of shots that we might daily find ourselves looking at. Yeah. Uh, why did you choose this one? Um, I loved the shoot. I, okay. I mean, it it wasn't just I could have chosen maybe fifty images from that shoot. Yeah. But uh, that I loved because I, I just loved working with that model. I loved working with that team. The location was absolutely perfect. And we were brought this sweet Moroccan tea every 10, 15 minutes. And so that's why it features in the shot down the bottom left there. Yeah. And um, it, I just tried to, 
capture what a normal moment if somebody was sitting by a pool and you had no care in the world. Yeah. Is that what you would do? So the reason I brought the cup of tea in was like, it felt so stark without it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like such a boring frame. Whereas like, well, well who sits by the pool with nothing? because actually just by her legs was the towel but the towel was the wrong color and I felt it kind of broke the frame too much but yeah yeah, I was up on the balcony taking this this shot looking down at it and um, but what was great about it was Kim the model she was absolutely brilliant and we had tried to work together a year uh, before that and it fell through Mm -hmm. and then we finally got her for this shoot and the the morning of the shoot or the night before the shoot, she was like, well, you know, do you have a direction you want to push or are you happy to just follow me? And yeah. I already knew her work. So I was like, I am definitely just following you. Right. And that was it. And I just allowed her to do whatever she wanted. And this was one of the frames that came out of it. I mean, we were, you know, I photographed her eating food with the swimwear and drinking other you know teas with it and jumping in the pool and just playing around with towels and jumping on the roof and all these kind of things and yeah it was just really fun it was the last time I think actually I felt free taking Mm. photographs interesting yeah yeah it was really good fun I love the hand in the water as well yeah well the colors are amazing too right like yeah thank you it was um it was fun I mean when I framed it up initially I hated the grill okay and then in my head, I was like, but I love the frame. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I initially framed it up where the lines were all straight because I'm so obsessed with straight lines and geometry and stuff. And then I was like, you know, life is that's such a shit frame when yeah. everything was just straight. And then I started to think like, what if I tried to bring the pool from one corner to the other and I just split it? Yeah. And then that's how that frame came about. But my favorite thing is in the frame is actually still probably the, the cup of tea. Yeah. I, I mean, it definitely, oh. it definitely shifts the, uh, you know, even like, you know, without it, it could be just like a, you know, come to the Hilton, like whatever, just like a regular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with yeah. this, it's like, it just definitely takes it in another direction. Now it's come to Morocco. <laughs> yeah come to morocco and have tea yeah i guess we tea yeah, yeah every okay. morning yeah <laughs> but that, that water was so cold oh, oh really yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it was freezing as well yeah because at one stage i i wanted to get like really tight to the water and have her kind of coming up out of it yeah and um so i had to get in the water with her and oh yeah well, forget that that was freezing kim's a pro she really is an absolutely amazing and um yeah, Jesus. I think the shoe would have been very different without her. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the things. It's like casting is is incredibly important to create these kind of things as well. Do you have a lot of input? I mean, or do you, or do you have all of the input on on who you cast in a shoot? I mean, we have some input. So okay. essentially, what we'll do is we we'll go out and we'll look for model packages. Okay. So we go to agencies and we're like, okay, who have you got available? We like this, 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 and here's the mood board. And this is what we're trying to create. And then, you know, the um, the agencies will send back a package of, let's say, 20 girls. Right. And then myself and the team will narrow it down okay. and then probably send a narrow down list to the client and say, okay. look, these are available. Right. Pick, pick one. Yeah. And like we, we try and gently coerce 
the uh, <laughs> the client into going our direction. Yeah. But um, yeah, we always give them our input and say, look, I know this person's you know right. portfolio is brilliant, and I know right. they can do what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so, so on, was, yeah. on the on the on the images you sent, you don't you don't put like giant asterisks beside this one and stars and arrows pointing to this. The, we you know <laughs> no pressure, but maybe this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it we do word it. We're like, look, our first choice would be right so and so, and then this is our second choice, and this is our third choice, and then it, inevitably it is up to the client, depending on how much the client is putting into it. Sure. Um, you know, I I can't I can always just gently tell a client where they should go yeah without being a dick about it right know? right right um because yeah at the end of the day i know my job is to create brain imagery for them yeah but they're, they're footing the bill right so at the end of the day they they have the last kind yeah, of say and put into that too, yeah. for sure well <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's tough to i know it's tough to narrow down three images but that's part of that's part of the magic of it is like it makes you do a bit of an introspection into your own stuff and a deep dive so yeah i think that's what great yeah the three ones you did were great no Um, i meant when you told me i needed to pick three it was great for me oh yeah me think i was like okay let's really think about this like yeah i went back through the archives i was like okay what do i actually really love and exactly i wish we have so many photographs right Oh yeah, it's actually terrible because I looked at the shutter count on my D850, which I've had for, I think I've had it for about two or three years anyway, but I think it's at 130,000. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Where are those photos? Right. (laughs) Incredible. I had like five of them. (laughs) Let's, (laughs) let's, let's do, well, we can, you know, you can come back on and we can, we can make it my 50 picks. How about that? Let's do, yeah, let's do, let's do something. We're doing, we're going to do a quick fire round. Okay. Okay. All right. Black and white or color? Color. Digital or film? Film. Stones or Zeppelin? Uh, Zeppelin. Good answer. Studio or outdoors? Outdoors. All right. Always. Coolest location you've shot in? Wow. Uh, oh, that's that's difficult. Probably Iceland, or oh, maybe Mexico, or no, uh, <laughs> no, too difficult. Pa- pass. Next <laughs> question. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dream portrait subject. Um, dream portrait subject. That's a good. Point. Question. Maybe Kate Moss. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, like she's very she's always looked different throughout her entire career. Yeah. But she's always looked the same, but yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe not. Who else would no. I shoot? Um no, pass it. Ah, okay. But I like I think that was a good one. That was a good one. Um favorite or 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 favorite. Photographer you like? Photographer I like. Uh, Quentin Debris. Okay. And finally, your go-to comfort food? Uh, fried chicken. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I say that, and yes, it's probably Harry Bow because I just, uh, I've been stuffing my face with a two-kilo box of Harry Bow that was gifted to me recently. Ah, okay. Well, then... So that's kept me company this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I feel and sick thinking about how many I've eaten. That that is 
that is the quick fire round. So <laughs> good. Yeah. That, that really um, felt I was on the spot there. Yeah, no, it's good. You did you did well. You did well. Um thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It yeah. was actually that was great fun. Yeah. What's coming up for you? You mentioned you mentioned you got some some ideas so for the for um, coming up. I actually have two shoots this week, socially distant test shoots. Okay. So I'm looking to practice, like just get out of my comfort zone and push myself a little bit more to shoot something a little bit different. So I found a couple of cool people who are willing to kind of take part in these, this kind of up and coming project. It's just, a, it's a personal project of different styles of portraiture, but um, could look shit. If it does look shit, I probably won't release it, but like, we'll see. <laughs> and then uh, supposed to be in LA shooting some, uh, quite high profile people so um, okay. if that comes about brilliant if it doesn't again uh, I just won't post anything yeah crap yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in the pandemic again waiting yeah. well, but no I'm excited for LA there's, uh, there's supposed to be some some big moves happening at the moment and I'm just cool. waiting for away well, from there. I mean yeah you know things are up in the air but uh, you know, we do wish you all the best with that. And I hope, I hope it does come, come to fruition. Um, you know, from a, from a, from a fanboy perspective, I'm, I'm so glad you, you agreed to come on the show today. I, I want to encourage everybody to go and check out Alex's work. Uh, just spend time, just take some time going through his stuff, enjoying, pondering, and just immersing into his stuff. Uh, if you're interested in getting in touch with Alex and working with him, hire him. Or just have questions. I'm sure he'd be happy to do that. Um, the best way to do that is through his we website, which is www.alexhutchinsonphotography.com or through Instagram at Alex Hutch. I'll put both the links to those in the notes of the podcast too. Once again, Alex, thanks so much for coming on the show. No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, take care. Thanks. That's episode five. And I want to say thanks, big thanks to Alex Hutchinson for joining me on the podcast today. And, you know, it was, it was great to talk to someone. It was great to talk to an Irish person again. Uh, I lived in Ireland and I miss it. I miss the people. I miss everything about it. I miss the accent. So it's lovely to talk to Alex again. Um, check out Alex's stuff. So worth it. Um, you can look at his website. It's Alex Hutchinson Photography. I'll put the link in uh, the notes of the podcast as always, and I totally invite you to go check that out. Uh, he's great. Um, coming up next on the podcast, I go back across, or come back across the pond to Toronto, and I'm interviewing uh, another photographer in Toronto, Chris Nichols, a uh, long-time fashion celebrity photographer, has done all the big names, he's had a long career, he knows he knows what he, he knows of what he speaks and uh, he's great at it and the whole industry thinks he's great at it too obviously so if you've got time check that out that's the next podcast um, as always if you want to download the podcast you can do it from wherever you get yours from so whether that be Google Spotify uh, Apple uh, other the list some links will be in the, in the notes to this podcast so you can do that and until we talk the next time, have a great week and take care. Bye.